This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm your host, Melissa Rao, and this podcast is a conversation on Bishop Rob's Four Faith weekly devotion sent out every Friday. You can find a link to this week's Four Faith and a link to subscribe to Four Faith in the episode's description. Good morning, Bishop. Good morning, Melissa. I love the word enjoy. I also like the word delight. And though you've done uh, reflections on Psalms in the past, I'm especially curious why you chose to reflect on Psalm 130 this week. Um, you know, as a as a sort of a preacher and someone who writes and cares about our spiritual health, I, I think I want to always keep in front of me this this tension between comfort and challenge. I think that the gospel, I think that life with God, life with Jesus Christ, is both comfort and challenge. And so it, it, we who uh, have the privilege of talking to people about spiritual life ought to make sure we're paying attention to that. And so. Uh, I see the challenge in the gospel. I, I, I like the challenge in the gospel to uh, make uh, you know this world more heaven than hell. Uh, and simultaneously, and at the same depth, there is an invitation in Scripture to also enjoy God, enjoy life, enjoy nature, you know, uh, enjoy relationships and food and laughter. And so I just want to make sure that I'm holding up both sides of that. Mm. And so I'm wondering if there's challenge in that. Yeah, I think that for some of us, there is challenge that, you know, for some of us who sort of just know ourselves and know the world through endurance and strain uh, and uh, and and uh, narrowly defined achievements, I think it is, it is possible just to just sort of um, to engineer all of the enjoyment out of life. Right. Just it, drudgery, in fact. Um, and so so in some ways, I suppose. That's a challenge for many of us. I, I dare say maybe more of us than uh, than would admit it. Yeah. So, so Bishop, how then do you enjoy God? Yeah. Well, you know, I uh, a, a number of a number of ways that are that are probably not really that remarkable. Um, uh, I, I I'm, right now I'm a parent of kids who are sort of leaving the nest, and it, you know I'm. It's an, it's an amazing and overwhelming feeling to see these little people who showed up at my house who now are, are growing up and, uh, and have opinions and thoughts and, you know, on their own quest. Uh, that's exciting. So I suppose I'm enjoying just the passage of time and how, how I'm placed in a, in, a, uh, in a trajectory with other people to contribute uh, and, uh, and, to, and to live long enough to, to watch them to start to flourish uh, the Bible talks in those terms. With long life will I bless you, the Bible says, and uh, and uh, and that we ought to pay attention to generations and generations and generations. It's particularly gratifying to to realize uh, that my wife and I and our efforts uh, in terms of trying to give them the best understanding of God that we could now play that stuff back to us. In, in, in wonderful ways. And so Beth and I look at each other every, every once in a while after hearing our folks talk and say, Hey, you know, we're not, we're not total failures. It got in there. Some, <laughs> but I mean, so beyond, beyond, beyond that, I mean, nature is really big for me, always been really big for me. Um, you know, I live in a neighborhood uh, in Marietta where I don't know, 
Uh, I think that there are more deer here than than neighbors and more hawks and cardinals than, than neighbors, uh, human neighbors. And so that's always gratifying. I, I have a bit of a green thumb. I like to play in the dirt a little bit. Um, and so seeing the flowers, the perennials come back season after season is deeply spiritual. Um, you know, uh, they, they weather storms, they go dormant and then they pop again and then comes the colors. Uh, so yeah, I mean, too, too, too many details to tell you, but, but I enjoy God, I suppose, uh, maybe I will say primarily I'm always up early. And, uh, I, I think that, uh, the most spiritual time of the day for me is exactly when night turns to day and you, you start to see that God is very old. Mm-hmm. And God has been doing God's thing a very long time. And at, at, you know, and at the same time, you know, the Bible's right, you know, morning by morning, new mercies. I see there are new mercies every morning. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that helps me to enjoy and, and it helps me to get out of myself and my small world. I love that. That's one of my all-time favorite hymns, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Yeah. So I'm like, yes, come on, bring it. I also <laughs> like that too. It also ties into your your reflection where you say, um, altogether trustworthy, that God yeah. is God and yeah. like a sunrise, like a morning. Like we know that when we go to bed, the sun will rise. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Great connection. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I think for some of us, maybe especially over these last 15 min- uh, months, need to be reminded, right, amidst all of the disorientation, the isolation, the loss, the political division, all the hardships that, you know, to find a way to put your shoulders down, you know, and breathe. Um, You know, more people are walking than ever before. We've learned that habit over the last 15 months. I think many of us are about walk the paws off of our dog uh, in these last 15 months because we've had, we've had some, we've had time, et cetera. Um, some of us have had, you know, a more regular meals with loved ones, um, those sorts of things. You know, the the, the luxury of time, uh, we've had we've had more of it. And and what I, my real hope is is that that becomes a practice that we take forward even when the world begins to speed up again. Yeah. Uh, that we were really converted in these last fifteen months to a, a a deeper, more gracious way to be alive. Yeah, I, it's true. I I echo all of that. Um, yeah both my lived experience and um, that of the friends that I have who have shared similar things. So Bishop, I'm wondering about the connection of enjoy. Is there something you do intentionally or, uh, you know, in the moment that you're connecting what you're experiencing with your head and your heart and giving it to God? I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but in what way are we nodding? Like we're enjoying God. Like even though we can enjoy the things that are in front of us, yeah. are we being, are we being intentional and perceiving it as God's? Yeah, I mean that, that's a that's a question for for every individual listening, right? Um, and and I, I think that that's that's what becomes a, a very sort of part and parcel of a deep spiritual practice, which is to is to is to see the beauty of the trees, see the beauty of the flowers, and realize that came from a from a genius somewhere, Albert Einstein, one of my favorite quotes from Albert Einstein said is, you know, the, that uh, the universe has a benevolent mind, right? That's his way to talk about God. It has a benevolent mind. It's pitched toward beauty, even with all the heinous acts and with all the hardships, it's, it's still pitched. It's, toward, it's uh, towards, towards beauty and justice and good and love. 
And so, yeah, I mean, I think it, that it is easy for some people to just stop at nature, whatever they think nature is, and just stop there. But I, I think one of the things the Bible points to, and I think a deep sense of who God is, points to that all of this beauty is really out of the mind of the benevolent one, right? And so, and so in that way, we enjoy God. You know, I mean, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a science geek, but, you know, we live on a ball uh, made of water, right? You know, predominantly made of water. Uh, in the middle of a black sky, exactly the right distance from the sun, uh, so as not to freeze and not to burn. And so, when you just when you just back it up a little bit, you know, one planet closer we burn, one planet further away we freeze. Uh, life would not be sustained in the way that it's sustained in this place. And then you, you begin to wonder at some point, you know, wow. <laughs> I mean, you can do coincidence if you like, uh, but you know, I just can't get there. Uh, because there's so many other planets that don't look like this. And yeah, they may have life and all that other stuff, another conversation. But but in the way that we live now, right, uh, it's just a, it just blows your mind. Uh, you know, I am a little boy who grew up watching Jacques Cousteau, uh, you know, in the undersea world. And, you know, when National Geographic wasn't a television, television station, when it was a magazine that came, you know, with some frequency. And, you know, nature just blows my mind, you know, that the, that the whales circumnavigate uh, you know, the globe based on a magnetic uh, signal that they can detect, that they were designed to detect. It just, it, it blows one's mind. And I, I think that it wouldn't hurt many of us if we could just stop a minute and geek out on God a little bit, right? And, and just, and really realize that, that, that we have memory, reason, and skill, all of us, the, the, the Book of Common Prayer says, and all of it is gift. All of it is gift, memory, reason, and skill. So if we have capacity, if we've been able to do achievements, if we've been able to sit down and burn the midnight oil to achieve whatever we've done, it's all gift. Yeah, you, you partnered with it, but there was a gift that, that, you know, that predated your efforts, right? And so if you could just pause a minute, if we could just pause a minute and just say, wow, God, you know, go ahead, God, and do your God thing. You really are you're doing your God thing, you know? <laughs> Just, you know, as irreverent as that may sound, you know, it doesn't sound as pious as some of the psalmist's words, but go ahead, God, and just do your God thing. I'm just digging how you're doing your God thing today, God. Uh, you know, it wouldn't hurt any of our spiritualities. Amen. Well, friends, we'll be back with four people after a short break. Thank you for listening to Four People. To first-time listeners, we encourage you to subscribe. For all updates, you can follow Bishop Wright on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. And now back to four people. Welcome back to four people. Okay, Bishop, this is where it gets a little weird because as I was reading... (laughs) You mean it hasn't been weird yet? No, this has been great. Well, at least for me, it's been great. (laughs) As I was reflecting on your reflection on your devotion, I okay. I got kind of I got philosophical. Like it 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 drew out in me some wonderings that had nothing to do with the actual devotion. Yeah. So I was sitting here thinking, I was uh, what's that? Rudolph, Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. You know, like how he goes to the island of misfit toys, <laughs> and they they are they are toys that aren't necessarily 
fulfilling their purpose because of their woundedness, their brokenness or something that's off, but they still yearn to fulfill their purpose of being a toy for someone. Okay. And I started thinking about God and the order of things and Jesus and, and the world. And so God created the earth, the world, the universe, and he made everything in it. And if, if we're going to going to go by the myth story of Genesis one through three, you know, um, we were made last humankind was made last. And so to me, if the earth is a gift to God and we came later, are we not a gift to the earth or the world? And if we're the gift, that means that the world isn't our gift. And sometimes I wonder if we're missing our purpose. Are we to enjoy God because we are the gift or are we to enjoy God because God is our gift? I don't know, but I feel like there's some narcissism going on (laughs) (laughs) in sometimes the way we process information. And so welcome to my crazy head. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for the guided tour. I, I know, appreciate you're welcome. it. And so I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on that, enjoying God and removing ourselves from the center and putting God at the center. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the ways the enjoyment will spike, right? The enjoyment can spike when I take myself out of my own, out of the center of my own wheel, right? I mean, I, th- I think that when you look at the psalmist in particular, when the psalmist moves out of the center and begins to praise God for being the center, then, you know, enjoyment goes up, joy goes up. But when we, we, you know, we're not made to be the center. I mean, that's the problem. When we put ourselves in God's place, right, then we're saying, hey, I'll take the God, I'll carry the God load. And of course, you know, we can't do that, right? We'll fail and, and, you know, and fumble, right? And hurt ourselves and hurt other people. So to take ourselves out of the center and to be, you know, and to keep before us, that God alone is God, right? I think uh, increases our enjoyment, right? But that's 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 the deep end of the swimming pool, right? I mean, it, it's sort of easy to, you know, in, in my you know narcissistic tendencies, megalomania to make myself the center of every every situation, right? Uh, but it's also it's 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 a sad thing to do, right? Because there's there's loneliness, there's isolation, uh, there's woundedness, there's harm down that road. The better road is when we make God the center, right? And then neighbor sibling. Right. And then we begin to participate in the order as it was established in creation. But I want to go back to say, you know, to your, you know, to the tour of your mind. I, I mean, you know, one of the things I would say is, is that we ought not get into these binaries. Right. Because sometimes these binaries can be unhelpful. Right. It, you know, God never cooks, uh, you know, uh, a meal for one person. Right. There's, it's, a, it's like it's always a big buffet and a banquet. Right. And so and so uh, we can be gift to the world, right? Because we are supposed to be, according to Genesis, supposed to be stewards of God's creation, right? Right. So we can be gift to world and God can be gift also simultaneously, right? It's this, it's this wonderful sort of figure eight, right? It doesn't necessarily have to have a break in it. So it's, it's, it's a both and, and, you know, there's, there's in some ways I would, I would argue, and I, I think that, uh, the, the people who are really keen on looking at how we've harmed nature, uh, would say, amen, I think, you know, uh, our enjoyment would increase if we cared for the earth better, right? I mean, I, 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 as I said, I'm a parent, uh, I, you know, I've got my kids and I, you know, I don't have any grandkids, but I imagine at some point I will. And I wonder about the quality of their air and I wonder about the quality of the water that they will have. And I wonder about lots of things for them. And so I think it grieves God that we've been poor stewards uh, of, the, of the earth, this gift, 
Uh, and I think that God, you know, certainly it seems from Scripture, has high expectations. We are invited to really be co-creators and partners. And so I, I think that God wants to sit there and get some enjoyment as well. And, I mean, and just like a parent, I think, you know, enjoyment from a parent comes when you see your kids walking down the right road. Right. And so I, I think I think it flows together. But I, I think that um, maybe that's one of the best arguments for some of us to live a God centered life is, is that we can make God smile. We can increase God's enjoyment. We can increase God's joy if you and I might walk that right road. I think about the Bible story about the prodigal son. Um, I think about the joy that the father had when the son left the pig trough and came home. And, and began to sort of uh, uh, move in the, the, the situation, into the situation that was already his always. He just never knew it. He thought that his happiness, you know, was in dissolute living and, you know, and, 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 and that took him in one particular direction. And I, I think that that story holds meaning for us. But the father in that story was, wel- was, was always ready to welcome that youngster home. Right. And so what would it be like if you and I even suspended for a minute our own enjoyment and said, what would please God today? And that that may be a a ritual and an exercise to get us out of the center of our own wheel. Yeah, I'm interested in the whole dominion piece of that Genesis line. too. Can we actually enjoy being charged and given the task of of having dominion? And it not be one of power, but one of grace. You know, what's interesting is, is that God loves us so much that God, God uh, rolled the dice with us. God's running an experiment. Will we be faithful? I mean, to, to, you know, when you think about creation order, yes, people were created last. And oh, by the way, women were created the last, right? According to that story, which means uh, <laughs> uh, uh, all things female are the climax of creation. How about that? That that'll that'll preach. Especially the ultimate all. gift. There you go. The <laughs> ultimate gift. The gift that keeps on giving. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, think about it. I mean, in, God does this. God has decided to be God in a particular way, which is not to make us robots, but to give us free will and to give us an order, to give us a path, and that. And then you and I get to choose. Uh, and, uh, you know, what a God. My goodness. I don't know if I'd be God that way, especially given our track record. Right. But to give give us dominion, make us stewards of something we did not create, that God created in love and in God's genius. Right. And then to give that over to us is incredible, an incredible responsibility. And, uh, you know, we've not always done so well with it. And yet there's God inviting us to turn away from the pig trough, come back home, reorder ourselves and enjoy. I mean, that prodigal son story, enjoy the things that were always for us, the banquet, the shoes, the ring, the embrace. Yeah. So, so yeah, you know, maybe as, as we, we conclude this one, maybe what people might think about and, and what we all might continue to think about is, is that um, in what way is the path I'm on displeasing to God? And in what way uh, might I take another path that might be more pleasing to God? And, and then at some point, real spiritual maturity would be for me to enjoy those things that God has designed for me to walk in. 
Bishop, thank you so much. And, and listeners, thank you for listening to Four People. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, enjoy God, and we'll be back with you next week.